This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, my name is Roy Knight for The Christian Gentleman. As we conclude our series on the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5, we look at the final two. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Verses 9 and 10. First, let us consider, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. The Bible gives us many examples of peacemakers. The first that comes to mind is Abigail. Whenever Nabal spoke harshly to the servants of David, David girded on his sword, gathered his men, and set out to destroy Nabal and his house. Had it not been for the quick thinking and bravery of Abigail, David may have succeeded. In 1 Samuel chapter 25 and verses 23 through 24 it says, Now when Abigail saw David, she dismounted quickly from the donkey, fell on her face before David, and bowed down to the ground. So she fell at his feet and said, On me, my Lord, on me, let this iniquity be. She approached David in a spirit of meekness, which is an attribute of a peacemaker. Meekness was examined in a previous beatitude. Abigail likewise granted David with the provisions that he had requested, but more importantly focused his attention on a higher plane. Abigail focused his attention upon God. She said, For the Lord will certainly make for my Lord an enduring house, because my Lord fights the battles of the Lord, and evil is not found in you throughout your days. Yet a man has risen to pursue you and to seek your life, but the life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living with the Lord your God, and the lives of your enemies he shall sling out as from the pocket of a sling. And it shall come to pass, whenever the Lord has done for my Lord according to all the good that he has spoken concerning you, and has appointed you ruler over Israel, that this will be no grief to you nor offense of heart to my Lord, either that you have shed blood without cause, or that my Lord has avenged himself. Verses 28 through 30. Anger brings us down and destroys relationships, but God in his word sets our mind on higher standards. As peacemakers, we should always strive to be on that level and help the one we are appealing to to rise to that greater cause. Of course, here we are considering being a peacemaker between ourselves and another or two people, but as we look through the spiritual glasses, we need to understand that the ultimate peace needs to be made between God and man. That was Jesus' mission whenever he came into the world. He stated plainly that he came to seek and to save that which was lost, Luke chapter 19 and verse 10. Jesus in his sinless sacrifice was the only thing that could bring a sinless God back together with a sinful world. His blood, which covers us at baptism, allows us to approach God. Notice the words of Paul as he wrote to the Christians in Ephesus. Paul said, For he himself is our peace, who has made both one, and has broken down the middle wall of separation 
having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, therefore putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off, and to those who are near. For through him we both have access by one Spirit to the Father. Chapter 2, verses 14 through 18. Christ's death made it possible for us, contingent upon our obedience, of course, to be reconciled into one body and thus have access again to the Father. Not only that, Paul goes on to say, Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 18. Since we have been reconciled to God, we too have a ministry of reconciliation. Christians have a part to play in reconciling others to God. Not that we do the reconciling, but we have been given the message of how others can be reconciled to God through the gospel. Remember, the gospel means good news. Good news of what? That we can have peace or reconciliation with God through Jesus Christ. Finally, let us look at the last beatitude in verse 10. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. There are many people who are persecuted today all over the world for many reasons some politically and some for their own ideologies. But notice the qualifier in the following verse. Blessed are you whenever they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. These verses signify persecutions that come about because of one's belief in Christ. If Jesus is the Son of God and His teachings are heaven-sent, then why would anyone disagree with them? John said in John chapter 1 and verses 4 and 5, In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Jesus gave us a straight and a narrow path to be reconciled to God the Father. The darkness is not about straight and narrow. The darkness is about doing what it wants to do. Thus, the darkness is always at conflict with the light, even though God is on the side of the light. Yet, the promise to those who maintain their focus on the straight and narrow and are persecuted for righteousness' sake are promised the kingdom of heaven. Verse 10. Jesus goes on to comfort those who would seek to follow him by saying, Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Where is our reward? In heaven. Who was persecuted? It was the prophets. It was God's own chosen message bearers. Thus we find ourselves in the company of the faithful. When we stand faithfully, by his side. 
Thus, we conclude our short study of the Beatitudes. If we ever want a good challenge, one that will help us to be like Christ, let us ever hold them before our face so that we might have an eternal home with God one day in heaven. If you would like to be reconciled to God and to receive encouragement each and every day to walk that straight and narrow path, you can contact my friends at the Ulaga Church of Christ, or you can email me directly at stgeorgecofc at yahoo.com. I would love to hear from you. That's all I have for right now. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. May the Lord bless you as you seek to do His will, and I'll see you next time on The Christian Gentleman. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.